Yeshua. Yeshua is the stone. Yeshua said, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He is the Jacob rested his head on the stone. Hallelujah. The stone that the builders rejected is the cornerstone. But he, he is, is the, the stone. He, he is, is the head. <laughs> so Yeshua didn't have a place to lay his head because he didn't have no pillow because he is the pillow. Yeah. He needs a body. Uh, yeah. He is the head. He needs a body. We are the body. Oh, come on now. Come on. We had a Torah study earlier this week. We were like spiritually like smoking weed. I think we're ready to pass it out again. Come on now. Susie and I have thrown out many pillows in our day. Because it hurts our neck, it hurts our head. Oh, we gotta try another one. How about a Tempur-Pedic or something? How about a water pillow? We didn't know that the answer was a stone. Hallelujah! 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 And may the stone, may the revelation in the stone, who is the head, penetrate into our head, even as we sleep. Because there is eternity in the living stone in Yeshua the stone. And he said the temple is made up of living, living stones. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our godness, our oneness, our eternal connection to the sun, to the stone. He is the stone. He calls us living stones. This ain't no coincidence. No. Hallelujah. Such a thing. Oh, come on. Pass it around. <laughs> pass it around. <laughs> it's medicinal from the great physician. Thank you, Father. And it's life giving. Hallelujah. 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 Breathe in. Breathe in the sun. Breathe in the sun. Breathe in the air that flows through the spirit of Messiah. Hallelujah. Breathe in the holy air which comes from the sun. You're the first, son of God. you're the last, you're the everything. Yes, Father, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Class dismissed. <laughs> hallelujah. It's easy, I'm learning to do sermons after you have a Torah study earlier in the week. Because <laughs> it's all figured out for you. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing when you get together with two or more get together. And read and drink and eat and consume and digest and study his word. Yeah. This revelation you get when you sit there alone or as I do in my car and just listen to it as on my commute to work. And this revelation you get, but when two or more are gathered. We were studying earlier this week Jacob's ladder. And I felt as as I would share something and then another would share and another would share and another would share and then one that shared before would share again and then somebody would share again. I felt that we were all climbing up the ladder together. And I felt there were times when somebody was at like a rung, like higher than somebody else. And they would, when they would share, it almost was like they were up there on the ladder and they reached down and they grabbed somebody, and as they were revealing what Adam and I put in their hearts at the Torah study, I felt that they were bringing them up to a new level. And then when you're now at this new level on the ladder, you're seeing new things, and you're able to reach down 
and bring people that are down there, say, come up, come, let's go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It was beautiful, 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 beautiful. Hallelujah. Because we go up that ladder together. We go up that ladder together. And may we reach down and bring those who might be underneath. As we look down, we bring them up. Hallelujah. Because that ladder represents our journeys. It represents our journey. Something that came to me earlier in the week when we were studying this is that the ladder even the, represents the journeys of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The, the revelations that come to them partially. Partial, partially to one and then more filled in the other and then more filled in the next. Abraham had a, had a revelation of faith. That was his revelation. That was his rung on the ladder. Faith. God, I know you're real. I believe in you. I hear your voice and I'm going to follow. That was his rung on the ladder. Next generation comes. Isaac. Isaac was a foreshadow of Mashiach, yes. of Messiah, as the father brought him up onto the mountain with wood on his back. And Isaac said, Dad, where is the lamb? And, Isaac, and, and Abraham said, Son, God will provide the lamb. And he was brought up to Mount Moriah to be a sacrifice. And then God withheld the hand of Abraham and provided, provided a ram at that time, but not yet a lamb, for what happened was a foreshadow of a future lamb that was to be sacrificed for all. That was the rung of the ladder of Isaac. And Jacob, as so eloquently shared, was there lying on his little stony pillow. And he fell into a sleep. And he saw a ladder extending from this place. And it's interesting in the Torah, it says where he came from, and it says where he's heading to, but when it says where he is, where he actually lied down, it doesn't even say a, a particular place, it just says this place. Just here. Just in general, this place, unnamed. And he lies down, and he sees the ladder going from here, it says from earth up to heaven. And when he saw that ladder going from earth up to heaven, with the angels ascending and descending and ascending and descending. It wasn't that he saw it over there. It wasn't down the road. It wasn't in the distance. It wasn't across the street. It wasn't up the hill or down in the valley. The ladder he saw was here. That is the only definition used in this Torah portion of where he had this experience. Yeah. Here. Nice. Where he needed it. Yes. Where he was at that moment. Later on, it says it used to be called Luz, and then it was called Bethel. But in that moment, the only thing that Hashem wrote was that it's here. 
So the revelation for us is that it is where you are. It's available. Now. Yeah. It is available and it is connecting right now. Yes, Earth to heaven with angel going up and down. An angel, as our king shared, is the Hebrew word. It's synonymous with messages, messenger. So the messages going up from heaven and down into earth. And when it says earth, it usually refers to us because we were made of earth. So where earth is that ladder connecting you up into heaven with the messages going up and down here. I don't care if you're at Starbucks later. Here. Wherever you are, here. You're in your home. It's here. You're sleeping in your bed. You could be using a rock or a regular pillow. Here. That's where the ladder is, and it connects from you, earth, to heaven. Here. Always here. Wherever here is. I don't know about that, because this is a thing that, you sh that, that, that Jacob experienced. Why are you saying it's me when it's a recount of a story that happened to one of our ancestors? Why are you saying it's me? Because Yeshua himself said to Nathaniel, you are a true Israelite. Because I saw you under the olive tree, which is also, I'm sorry, the fig tree, which is also a revelation of Israel and said, there's no guile in you. You're, you're pure blooded. You are a direct descendant of Jacob. And Nathaniel said, you are the son of God, you know that. And Yeshua said, that's all I had to do? That's it? And you call me the son of God? You just wait. Because you, oh descendant of Jacob, will see the angels Ascending and descending yes. on the Son Hallelujah. of Man. Hallelujah. Yeshua said that the angels, you will see. You will see, son of Jacob. You will see descendants of Jacob. You will see Israel. You will see Israelite. Angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That was not an experience that this one Nathaniel actually meant that saw. This was not like the transfiguration or something like that. He wasn't there. This was not the, um, the baptism, the immersion of Jesus with the dove coming down. This was not an experience that is encountered and that is, that, is, that is chronicled in the New Testament. The angels coming up and down on Yeshua. It is a revelation for you, the sons of Jacob. That is why it went to this one Nathaniel, who is a foreshadow of you, O true descendant of Jacob. Right. You will see the angels coming up and down on the Son of Man. Where does the Son of Man live? He lives inside of you. This is why the ladder comes from here yes. to heaven. Yes. And it says the Lord is above that ladder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the ladder. He is the stone. He is the one who comes into earth. He is the messages going up and down. He is everything. Thank you, Father.
thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The angels ascended and descended. The, the angels ascended and descended. They ascended and descended. The children of God love to ascend, but the children of God forgot what it's like to descend. The angels ascended and descended. Thank you, Father. And we met Thank the song you. of ascents today. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Hallelujah. Pass it around. <laughs> we read the song of ascents today. Earlier today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The children of God, the people of Messiah, they like to continue to go upward, but they forget what it's like to go downward, to grab those who are underneath and bring them up the ladder. The revelation that I got from our Torah study when I felt that as we studied that we're, we're grabbing from underneath and bringing up is a greater revelation that we seek to go, we should be seeking to go down. Don't forget the ones that are underneath to bring them up. Thank you, Father. Even Yeshua himself lowered himself to be a man. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Adonai. Ladder has Thank two sides. It goes in two directions. Amen. Hallelujah. Going down at the same time. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Father. It's Thank you, Father. We seek to study your word. We love studying your word. We love the revelation of Abraham, that we're, that uh, faith of believing in you. We love the revelation of Isaac, of just experiencing Messiah in the Torah, and all these, these the Alftav revelations of where he exists in the word. But we love the revelation of Jacob and we are challenged to be more in the character of God. We study the word and we eat the word so we are what we eat. Amen. So the living word, the living Torah that we are consuming consumes us and we are transformed into his likeness. The attributes of God came to my spirit this morning. Yes. The 13 attributes of God that he spoke to Moses. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Merciful, compassionate, forgiving iniquity. And then it continues to say, he forgives iniquity. But he doesn't forget iniquity or he, he's, he corrects iniquity. I'm trying to remember exactly what it says. He forgives iniquity but will not leave the guilty unpunished, but visit iniquity to the third and fourth generation, but be faithful to thousands. And as I heard that, I was like, Adonai, how is that consistent? How is that consistent? How is it in one of your attributes, you say you forgive iniquity, but then right after it says, you don't acquit the guilty, but you revisit iniquity on, future gen on a future generation on the next generation. What, where's the consistency in that? And what came to me is Adonai is faithful. For if there is iniquity, and if there is a generation that that iniquity does not get cast out, that does not get resolved, that does not get repented for, that does not get eliminated, Adonai in his mercy will bring it to another generation so that other generation can repent of it and it'll be no more. And then when that sin is eradicated, it's eradicated even from the beginning. 
Hallelujah. into the likeness and the character and the attributes of God. So what is he saying in this Torah portion to challenge us, challenge us, challenge us to be in his likeness? And I am reminded that the angels did not just ascend, they descended. Just like it says of Yeshua, it is not so you have to ascend and or descend. It is here because Yeshua ascended and Yeshua descended. Right. It is here within your grasp so you can do it. It says, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. On earth as it is. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So many believers, they're consumed with just getting out of here, which is just getting up and not coming down, but just going up and staying up. But God's word is to come down from heaven. We ascend and descend. We go higher, we go deeper. Higher and deeper. Higher and deeper. How do you go higher and deeper at the same time? We ascend up to Adonai and we recognize his character is to come down the ladder and grab those who don't have the strength to grab the next ladder. We don't stay up there in our high place and say, stinks for you down there. We come down the ladder and grab those who don't have the strength. Like Rebecca did with <coughs> Jacob. There's an incredible revelation of what Rebecca did with Jacob, it blows my mind. Rebecca was the mother of Jacob and Esau. Esau. Isaac, the dad, loved Esau, but Rebecca loved Jacob. And you can't blame Isaac for loving his firstborn. Because in that tradition, in the letter of the law, at that time, the firstborn was the one that gets the blessing. Right? The firstborn is the one that gets the blessing. But Rebecca heard from the Lord and said that it's your secondborn. It's Jacob that is the one who gets the blessing. An angel descended and told her that. The second shall be first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last shall be first. Hallelujah. So Rebecca heard.
heard from the Lord that Jacob was to be the one, it didn't make any sense. It wasn't how it's written. It's not what the tradition says. It's not what the culture says. That this firstborn was to be, not get the blessing. The blessing was supposed to come. But she said, no, it is this one. And when the time came, when, when Isaac, and he said that he couldn't see clearly at that time. He couldn't see clearly at that time. But she was seeing clearly. And it came time to impart the blessing to her children. She did what she had to do to take this secondborn. Independent of what the tradition said. Even Jacob said to her, said, Mom. What are you doing? This isn't good. We're going to get in big trouble for this. And she said, I see it in you, son. I don't care what the law says, and I don't care what the tradition says about the firstborn. I see something in you. Your name may be Jacob right now, and that's what we named you, and that, must, that means supplanter. But I see something greater. And she said, if I'm wrong, let the curse be on me. If I am wrong, let the curse be on me. I am going with how I hear the Lord here. So either way, you're getting blessed. It's either I'm right and I'm hearing right, or if I'm hearing wrong and this is all not right, let the curse be on me and not on you. That's what she did for her son Jacob. And that's what we are called to do as we reach down. Who is it that the Lord put on your heart? That you see something greater than even what is written in the law. That you see there's a name in that person. You see there's a name in the name. The name of the person, especially in Bible times, it, it meant what their, what, their, what their character was, and Jacob was called supplanter at the time. Who is it that's in your life that you see? Who is it that you see? Where it's like, I know what this, what the world calls this person. I know what even the, the law says about this person, but I see something. I see something, and I am going to pronounce a blessing on this one. And if I'm wrong, let the curse be on me. Because that is what Messiah did for us. That's right. It all. Who did it for you? Who did it for you? Who Was it your mother, your grandmother, a friend? Who was it that saw something in you when you were deep in sin? And said, I see something here. And I am going to pronounce blessing. And I'm going to bless this person. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I have to take this person and dress him up as somebody else. I don't care if I have to do things that seem crazy to the world. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what people say. And I don't care about the names that this person is called. I am going to bless this person. Who did that for you? I'm reminded of when I first met Susie. And I was an atheist. An atheist Jew. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's such a thing. I don't get it. But I was. Jewish by lineage. Atheist by belief. And here's this uh, hot Christian gal. Who I fell for. 
And she called Jews for Jesus and said, Jews for Jesus, I'm starting to date this guy. He's Jewish, and he's not a believer. What do I do? And they said, break Run. up yes. with him. Run. <laughs> Run. Break up with him because the scriptures say, don't be unequally yoked. And something, for some reason, as Susie said, I know what the scriptures say. And I can't argue with that. But I'm not breaking up with him. <laughs> if she knew back then we'd be this rabbi Revson thing, she would have fled. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adonai, for your partial revelation yeah. and your progressive revelation. <laughs> Hallelujah. We'd be a high tailing out of here. <laughs> but she was told the scripture. She was read the scripture. Don't be unequally yoked. And she said, I know what it says, but I see something else from the Lord. And that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Learn the lesson from the house of God. The people in, this, in, the, in the first century time as Yeshua walked this earth, they kept the Torah perfectly, but they did not want to go down and bring those up who were dirty, who were of the world, who were stinky, who didn't look like them and dress like them and had an unholiness about them. They didn't want to do that. And the house of God at that time, Adonai crumbled down because that house of God did not allow those into the house when it says that the house of God will be a house of prayer for all nations. And you are the house of God that is a house of prayer for all nations. And what is the house of God for but to make atonement for those who need atoning. That is the purpose of the house of God. It's not just to say I'm the house of God and because God lives in me, that's true. But the house of God in scripture is the place of atonement. It's the place where the high priest dwelled who sprinkled blood all over the house as Yeshua did over us with his own blood and provided atonement to those who, according to Torah, had no business coming in there. That is what it means to be the house of God. Reach down, houses of God, house of God. Learn to bring down to those who are in the streets, to those who need healing, to those who need salvation, to those who need forgiveness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Even of Yeshua, it said, this temple will be destroyed, and in three days, it will be raised up again. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Who did that for you? Hallelujah. down and grabbed you and saw something there and reached down and brought you up when everybody else said, no, don't do it. Thank you, Father. The lesson we learned today in the attributes of God, in the character of God, is that he who did not consider equality with God something to be clung onto, lowered yes. himself, even unto death on the cross, so he can be exalted. And every knee shall bow, every knee. and every tongue will confess that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord of all. Amen. 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 Amen.